Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back to another edition of Full Count. Nick Earnshaw here, your host, ready to recap the weekend that was for the Philadelphia Phillies. What a weekend. Two of three they take from the Kansas City Royals after coming back from taking three of four in Miami. They had that bad Pirates series where they lost two of three. They win the series against the Marlins. They also now win the series against the Kansas City Royals. Royals love to see it. It was a crazy weekend. A lot of news, a lot of things to talk about. Certain players getting standing ovations. I'll talk about my stance on that as well. Uh, but we have we have a ton to get into, and you know, why might as well start with the standing ovation that Trey Turner received. Started on Friday night in a loss to the Kansas City Royals. They lost that game seven to five. In that ball game, though, Trey Turner. Did get a base hit, did get an RBI, cut the game within one. Um, so he, you know, he did okay in that game. In the game that everyone talked about, uh, Jack Fritz started it here at the station, and uh, you know, it kind of grew and grew, and you know, the fans gave him a standing O uh, in that game. Now, I have I have some thoughts on it. I put some thoughts out on social media. Yeah, I I I listen. I'm I will admit when I'm partially wrong. I think I was partially wrong here. It helped him. It helped him. It, it clearly did. I hope I hope it going forward. I hope that going forward for Trey Turner that this is going to be something where he can now be consistent at the plate and it, it gave him a little bit of a boost. Great. I am so glad it happened. Right? Awesome. I you know, I I I still think it's a little over the top to to go with a standing ovation every single at bat in two straight games. I mean, that's a little much to me. And that, that's kind of where I'm at with it, but hey, listen, if it worked for him, he coddled him. Great, whatever it worked. Um, you know the guy's getting paid a lot of money. He's getting paid a lot of money uh, from this baseball club, um, and he hasn't been performing. Maybe that's all he needed. I, I didn't. I didn't think it. You know, it, it would really work or do anything. I thought it might even put more pressure on him. I thought it was coddling a little. Got coddling him a little bit. But hey, I, I mean, the guy had a great weekend, right? You can't can't deny it. Had a great weekend. August fifth, 
against Kansas City on Saturday. Had four RBIs, the big home run in that game, a double as well. And then back on Sunday, also had another base hit in that ball game, another double. Um, so, yeah, maybe. And he looked better in the field, too. So maybe it did work. Um, you know, I... I still think it was a little much, a little over the top. I mean, you know, I, what are we going to give Aaron Nola a standing ovation every time he go, goes out? I mean, we heard boos in his start uh, this weekend. So when he came out of the game, I'm just saying, we got to be a little, we got to be consistent with it. We, I, you know, I, I think, you know, it's great. It worked for him fine uh, in the short term, but I mean, the, there's a lot of baseball left. Hopefully it carries into the month total, all, all the entire month of August and into September and hopefully into October, but you know, I still think I'm still on the stance where, yeah, I think it was a little over the top. Now, I don't, I don't think you should go out and boo the guy. I don't want to boo the guy, but I, I think you know, giving eight standing ovations, I think that's what it was in over two games. It's a little much. I think the one, all right, if you, if I can get, I can get behind that. Fine. I wasn't a fan of it at first, but hey, you know, you live, you learn, and you see how things things grow. And uh, you know, I thought over the weekend. Uh, you know, seeing Turner, you know, it actually helped him and him talk about it in this press conference. Cool. It, it was a cool moment uh, for him to get that homer. Um, I, I don't know if we need to give eight standing ovations again to a player, but, you know, uh, you know, giving a guy who's struggling, I mean, we got to do it for every single player now uh, to get him going. I, I, I just, I, I think it was a, li- a little much, but hey, it worked. The guy's gotten rolling. Whatever. We'll take it because they're going to need Trey Turner to get rolling here at some point. All right. But, Looking at, across the weekend, you know, with, with the Turner stuff, yes, he was the headline throughout the entirety of the weekend. But other guys, other guys are stepping up. Yeah, Turner got all the headlines, but my goodness, Bryce Harper had a monster series against Kansas City. A monster series. And, you know, in the first game, the opener on Friday, eh, dude didn't do anything much. Didn't even get a hit in that, that ball game. But on Saturday and on Sunday, I mean, the guy's just hitting the crap out of the baseball right now. Unbelievable. Right now in the month of June, or excuse me, June. I, th- I want to go back to June and restart the summer. Yeah. No, it feels like June. It feels like a Phillies June. August, <laughs> in the month of August, he's about 417 with a 444 OBP, 708 slugging percentage. Ah, uh, it's pretty good. That's pretty good, uh, to say the least. Um, on Saturday, in the win against Kansas City, uh, he, he goes three for four in this game, had a double, had a dinger, two RBIs. And then on, on Sunday, he almost had another home run um, in that ball game. Kind of got robbed a little bit, but ha- still went two for three, had a double and an RBI. Listen, Harper's getting hot. Bryce is getting hot. Is the power starting to come back? I don't know. I feel like it is. I feel like it is. Harper looked great, man. Um, I, Like, he... You get him going, you get Turner going, you get all these guys going. This, there's, there's, this is gonna be a special run. It's gonna be a special run for this ball club. And I, I really like the at bats Harper was taking. I mean, he's been great, um, like all year. The power just hasn't been there, and it felt like the power was starting to creep back into him a little bit. And Sunday, yeah, he just missed a couple of home runs. Like he had one over this weekend. But he's he's really starting to put it together with the power, and if that's the case, oh my goodness, look out because Bryce Harper's getting hot. The Phillies are going to get hot. Um, another guy, Kyle Schwarber, didn't have a great series. Hasn't had a great month of, of August, but on Sunday in that in that game, he had three three base hits, three for four in that game. Had a home run, two RBIs. Schwarber he looked great. Put together some good at bats and. 
know, in, in total in this series, you know, he only walked one time, which is kind of crazy um, because, you know, he's been walking a lot as of late in that Miami series. Uh, he walked, I believe, six times in that in that four game set. Um, so, yeah, and like, you know, for him, like if he's going to walk that much, I mean, yeah, might as well keep him at the top of the lineup, right? I mean, they're, they're winning games. Um, but yeah, I mean, on Sunday, he looked fantastic. Some really good at bats, three for four, uh, and had the dinger. So yeah, I, Kyle Schwarber, another guy that's getting really hot for this club. And man, it's, it seems like, it seems like these guys feed off each other and maybe, maybe the standing O did something for their whole team. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, given that many standing ovations, kind of crazy to me. I think a standing ovation is meant for someone who's done, you know, incredible work and uh, done an incredible job on the field, um, been with the team for a long time, et cetera. But hey, I, I mean, you know, whatever. Maybe, maybe that helped morale. I don't know um, because it all—they all seem to have started to really pick it up in this Kansas City series. I know it's Kansas City; they're not a very good team, but I believe they won seven straight or so coming into this series. So, I mean, hey. Listen, Phillies took two of three. That's that's all that matters. You, you continue to win series. You took three of four. And I said on last week's show, you need to take three of four from the Miami Marlins. That has to happen. It happened. They probably should have swept them, to be honest. They had that one choker of a game where Turner, um, he, you know, he whiffed on a ground ball to, to end the game. Whatever, fine. Um, but they come back in this they, they still won the series, three, three out of four. This series, they take two of three against Kansas City. And it was... Really fun to watch. I was on the, I was at the game on Saturday during the Turner home run. It was cool. It was great. I mean, it was a back and forth game. They gave up the lead, and then the Phillies came back. Blah blah blah. And they're they're able to come away with the victory on Saturday, and then on Sunday as well. And uh, you know, Granky, he's kind of kind of washed at this point. I think he's forty years old. Um, you know, back in Kansas City, I, I was looking at his stats earlier, which is crazy. And Zach Granke's never won a World Series. I could have sworn like he was on one of the Astros teams. He was on the Kansas City team in 2015. I'm just I'm just a little crazy. But no, he he missed the Astros last year by one year. Um, going back to Kansas City, so that stinks for him because he's had a pretty good career. He's had a long career. He's been around for a while. Started his career with the Royals, and now it seems like he's probably going to end it there. But yeah, I, I, he's not the same Zach Granke as he once was, a Cy Young type candidate. But I think if if you're the if you're the Phillies, um, you know, getting back on track, one guy in particular that I have to, I have to, have to bring up is Bryson Stott. Bryson Stott, magnificent weekend. Oh, oh, four hits in this series, big hits. He's come up with big hits in this series. Three RBIs on Sunday, an RBI on Saturday, um, four total hits in the series. What a job by him. Two doubles. The guy is just a, a fantastic ball player. And I know, I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to put pressure on this guy. But he reminds me of Chase Utley so much. Just the way he approaches the game. I mean, are, are, am I wrong? Am I wrong? The guy reminds me of Utley. He plays second base. He's a left-handed hitter. Um, he doesn't have as much power, I feel like, as Utley had. But the guy just, the way he plays the game, the way he conducts his business and, and goes about and carries himself... Oh, he reminds me of Utley, and, and he plays the game well. He, he gives you great at-bats. gives you great at-bats. He works the count. Um, he never, you know, whiffs on an at-bat. It, it's unbelievable what I what I see from Bryson Stott. He, he has been magnificent for this team. Had a great, great month of July. Batted 337 in that month. Fantastic. 
302 in the month of June. Right now in the month of August, we're only seven games in, but, uh, you know, he's batting 292. He's batting 292 uh, in this series. Excuse me, six games into this series. I want to get ahead of myself because that's how great Bryson Stott's been. I, he comes up with a big hit. You have like you've runners on. It's like, okay, I think Bryson Stott's going to probably drive these guys in. And he's just been so consistent all season long. And to have that consistency is huge for this team. And, you know, for him, for, it to, for him to only be in his second year in the bigs, um, you got to give him credit. I mean, he has really, really stepped up. And in that game on Sunday, I mean, they go down 3 nothing. So Walker, you know, he's talked, you know, Taiwan Walker, he's talked about, you know, him getting off to slow starts, hasn't felt comfortable on the mound, felt like he hasn't gotten loose, gotten warm to start games for whatever reason, whatever, fine. But it gets down. He gives up the three runs in the first inning, top of the first. Bryson Stock comes back, two two runners on, and he hits a home run, ties the game, gives them right back in it. And you know the Phillies, they give the lead one more time, but then they got they they, they got the lead again, and and it was gone at that point. It was over. It was over with. Uh, the the Phillies uh, go on to win that one. But like a three run shot right there, big big morale boost for the team. You know, you go down three nothing, they're like, oh man, here we go again. And Bryson Stott here's saved the day with a three-run shot. I, I, he has just been so incredible. And, and the glove, can't, can't forget about the glove. He made a fantastic diving catch on, on Sunday as well. Like, the guy has just really developed into a fantastic second baseman, a fantastic Philadelphia Philly. Um, I, I loved when they drafted him. I loved when he came up. Uh, through the system, and you know, I, I know he got off to a slow start last year, and you know, people were like, "Oh man, another what are we getting? Another Cody Ashy here?" No, no, you're not getting another Cody Ashy. The guy just needed a little bit to get warmed up into the bigs, and man, he has really, really been on fire this season. He's been their most consistent hitter by far. Um, defensively, the guy could win a Gold Glove. I mean, his glove's gotten even better. Um, I thought he was good shortstop last year. He's been a great second baseman this season. Um. So yeah, I mean, to not, I I got to talk about Bryson Stott. Uh, the guy's just it just just plays the game like a like a total winner, like a total winner, and just you know is calm, cool, and collected. I I love what I see from Bryson Stott. Absolutely love what I see from Mister Stott. Um, but also there was some there was some gloomy news uh, from this weekend as well. Uh, Brandon Marsh, unfortunate play in Saturday's game. Uh, trying to go catch a pop fly in the center field, ran into the center field wall. Now there's padding out there, but there's like a pole as well. So I think his knee hit the pole. It's what it looked like. Um, he had an MRI, came back okay, no damage, no structural damage or anything like that. Um, but he he does have a, a knee contusion. Uh, he's going to be placed on the 10-day injured list. So. Probably going to miss a couple of weeks, two, three weeks, it seems like. That's what Rob Thompson uh, expects uh, Marsh to miss. Uh, and they're, and they're going to miss him, man. I mean, his OPS is a 968 in the last 19 games, according to FanNation.com inside the Phillies. Um, it's That's pretty good. Um, and now they're going to bring up uh, another guy to kind of replace him, Weston Wilson. Never been in the majors before. Uh, 28 years old. Uh, he's been with Lehigh Valley this season. Um, he's batting 260, 25 homers. Um, the guy could play the outfield. Um, he can also play in the infield. He's a little bit more of like a utility guy. Um, but 
you know, Weston Wilson, he, he could play those corner outfield spots. He's played it at the triple A level. And, um, yeah, I mean, good for him. I think he arrived during the game. Like, it was such a late call-up from the Phillies. He arri- arrived late during the game, and, he, and they showed on the telecast um, that, you know, he, he had arrived and you know, he was high-fiving all the guys and stuff. So, Weston Wilson up with the Phillies now, his first time in the major leagues. You know, if he gets an opportunity, great, um, and, and hopefully he can contribute. But uh, Johan Rojas is going to be the guy that's going to be put right into the fire, right? I mean, he's coming up from double A. He's done a pretty good job for this Phillies team. Um, it, it's his gig now. Center field is his uh, for the time being, at least the next couple of weeks until Brandon Marsh gets back. And we've seen Marsh move to the left. We've seen Rojas out in the center. So Rojas has gotten a decent amount of playing time, but he's going to get more at-bats now. And uh, hopefully the kid can really come through here. All right, we're going to take a quick step off here on Philly's Full Count. I'm your host, Nick Earnshaw. When we get back, uh, I want to talk about what's coming up for the Philadelphia Phillies. What's next? Who who are they playing this week? We're going to preview that. They give you the pitching matchups. All that coming up right here on Full Count. Ooh, welcome back to Full Count. Nick Earnshaw here, your host. And we have more to get to here on the Fightins. And we have to talk about what's upcoming this coming week. Uh, for the Phillies as they will take on the Nationals um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. A four-game set for the Philadelphia Phillies against their division opponent, the Nationals. And, you know, if, if you feel like you haven't played a lot of, you know, the, the NL East teams and the Mets, the Braves, the Nationals, the Marlins all year, it's because um, the, the MLB has gone to a schedule where you pretty much have to play everybody. And that means they took away some games from from the division. So if it feels like that, you haven't played the Nationals in a while. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's why. Like, I mean, they just played the Marlins, great, but like they this is why they they haven't played them as much because you're getting these games against the Kansas City Royals, and then this upcoming weekend it's going to be games against the Minnesota Twins. That'll be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So that that's why that is. But you know, looking ahead to this week and what the Phillies have in store. Um, I mean, they should sweep the Nationals. If we're being real, if we're being honest with ourselves, they should sweep the Nationals. And the Nationals, they're a team that just, they're in the bottom of the barrel. Uh, they, they, they're they in dead last in the standings, 49-63, and 22.5 games out of Atlanta for the NL East crown. They have no shot whatsoever. And then they are at the bottom of the barrel, nine games out of the third wild card spot. So it's a team that's that's rebuilding. Um, clearly, since their 2020 um, World Series win, it's a team that that's gone downhill. They've made some trades. They have a better farm system as of now. But right now, uh, the Phillies probably sweep them. They really should. I, I mean, with who they have going this week, the six-man rotation. Uh, yeah, in the first game, you got Ranger Suarez. Ranger, uh, he looked great in his last start. He really did. Uh, in that game against Miami, uh, six in the third, uh, one earned run. Did give up the 10 hits, gave up a lot of hits, but he looked good. I mean, he looked good. Two walks, three strikeouts. Um, you know, got him through six in the third. And, you know, if, if you don't get that from Ranger, you could be in a little bit of trouble. So I, I, I like what Rangers going? He, he struggled in the month of July. Um, there wasn't a ton of great starts in there. I mean, there was a time where it, the the entire month uh, he gave up three or more earned runs. 
um, in every single start. Only one earned run in his first start on August 1st in, the, in this month. So, you know, you want to get Ranger back. If you can get him the form, you get him that extra day too with the acquisition of Michael Lorenzen, great. I think it helps the Phillies a ton. The Phillies will go up against uh, Trevor Williams. Trevor Williams in his last start against the New York Mets, which came on July 30th. Uh, four innings pitch, seven hits, five earned runs, a home run, four walks, two strikeouts. Yeah, not great out of his last start. Uh, on the year, he's 5-6 and six with a 4.72 ERA, 22 starts, has a 1.49 whip as well. Uh, former former pick of the Miami Marlins, too. Uh, so he'll be getting the ball for the Washington Nationals in the first game of the series against Ranger Suarez. Philly should have no problem here. Should have no problem against the Nationals, but hey, uh, they they've had, they have problems against the Pittsburgh Pirates. So uh, that that's how that went. You know, the Nationals honestly they're playing really good baseball as of late. Uh, they've won their last four games in a row. I mean, going back to the Brewers series, um, they swept the Reds, and the Reds are in a little bit of a downturn right now. Um, so they're coming in playing playing pretty good baseball, but. The Phillies should beat the Nationals. I mean, come on. You just you beat the Marlins. You took three of four. You took two of three from Kansas, Kansas City. You should sweep Washington in my estimation. But if you take three of four, that's a win too. You got to just continue to win series. A split would, you know, it'd be hurtful. It'd honestly be hurtful. Um, so I, I having a split coming up uh, with the Nats, a division opponent. Um, you know, you're still in a, in a tight wild card race. Right now, um, you want to take as many games as you possibly can, and if you just continue to win series, you'll be okay. I mean, they're up three games right now. They're they're okay. They're safely pretty much in a wild card spot. But you know, continue to to beat up on the bad teams, and that that's what they need to do here against the Washington Nationals coming up uh, in Game Two of this series. Uh, it's looking like Josiah Gray versus Zach Wheeler in this in this next game on uh, Tuesday. Excuse me. Uh, in his last start, Josiah Gray uh, got the loss three and two-thirds, five earned runs, three walks, three strikeouts, gave up four hits. Hasn't been great. Didn't wasn't great in his last start against the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, they lost that game back on August 1st. Um, so, yeah, I listen, another guy that I think the Phillies should get after. Last time the Phillies faced him was on June 30th. Uh, he went six innings, gave up six hits. One earned run, one walk, had eight strikeouts, uh, and the Nationals won that game. So Philly's got to bounce back against Josiah Gray, man. You can't, you can't have a game here uh, with Zach Wheeler on the bump, uh, you, you know, against the Nationals team, who's an inferior opponent. Uh, with, with Gray, I mean, on the year he's had a decent year: seven and nine, three point five four ERA, one point four three WHIP, and twenty two starts. Okay, fine, but. You know, last time the Phillies faced him, they didn't have a lot of success against him. So hopefully that changes. They already seen him once this year. Let's see what they can get rolling uh, going uh, going into this series. And then you got Zach Wheeler on the mound, who on the year eight and five, three point seven one ERA and twenty two stars, one point one one WHIP on the season. His last start against Miami, uh, six innings, two earned, gave up the two home runs, four strikeouts, one walk. Uh, he pitched well. I mean, he pitched fine, and that was the game that the Phillies kind of blew and gave away. So, gotta get gotta get a bounce back win for for our guy Wheeler here. Uh, 
You know, hasn't had a win since July 28th when they beat Pittsburgh, six and two thirds in that one. Had the 11 strikeouts in that ball game. So, listen, Zach Wheeler on the bump. Josiah Gray had eight strikeouts against the Phillies in his last start. You got to get a win for Wheeler, man. I mean, it's just going to happen. And you know, I think the bats will. I, the bats seem like they're on fire right now. Um, with you know Trey Turner hopefully back uh, to to his normal self, his his World Baseball Classic self. Hopefully, hopefully that's the case, right? I mean, that's what we're hoping for. Um, Bryson Stott, you know, still killing it. Bryce Harper um, really coming around. Hopefully, the power's there. Schwarber had a really good day on Sunday in that final game against Kansas City. Um, hopefully, these guys are starting to come around, right? And I think the bats will be there. Uh, but game two of this series could be a trap game, the, just the way Josiah pitched against them last time, and it was in Philadelphia as well. So, you know, <laughs> you got you got to be ready. I, I believe it was in Philadelphia, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was in Philadelphia. So, listen, he doesn't seem to phase him that he's pitching in Philly, but we'll see about game two in this series. And we look ahead to game three. It will be Mackenzie Gore against Michael Lorenzen, the newest Philadelphia Philly. I'll get to Lorenzen in a second, but. Looking at Mackenzie Gore, this is a guy who was drafted by the San Diego Padres, a first-round pick, was traded to the Nationals in the Juan Soto deal. Um, so th- that's where he came from. That's how he became a Washington National. Uh, you know, so he, he's had up and down year: four point three four ERA, six and eight on the season, twenty-two games started, one point four two WHIP, and the last time the Phillies faced him was back. On June 3rd, uh, he went six innings, gave up nine hits, three earned runs, had six strikeouts, and the Phillies did end up winning that ball game. Um, so, you know, he's still a young pitcher, still a very young pitcher, um, born in 99, uh, 24 years of age, very young still. Um, but, you know, his last start it wasn't too bad. Uh, didn't get a win or a loss, got the no decision. In that one, six innings pitched, three hits, two earned runs, gave up a dinger, two walks, had five strikeouts. Um, but he's looked a little bit better as of late. Can't lie. Looked a little bit better. Um, his last couple of starts, last three starts, he's gone five or more innings. Um, decent. Uh, even on that July 28th game, they got the loss. But five, you know, five innings, five hits, three earned runs, one home run, four walks. That's really what killed him in that game and two strikeouts against the Mets. Um, but, you know, kind of got it back a little bit on August 2nd against Milwaukee, a pretty decent start from him. But on the other side, more importantly, Michael Lorenzen in his second start as a Philly. That will come in the third game of the series on Wednesday. And I, I what, a, what a great performance in his first start. Am I right? I mean, the first start... Of his Phillies career comes over in the trade from Detroit, uh, goes eight innings, he six hits, two earned runs, one home run, one walk, five strikeouts. Look great. <laughs> I can't lie. I mean, Lorenzen looked great, man. I mean, if you can get those type of innings out of him, I, you're going to be in such a good spot, such a good spot. If you're the Phillies, you're giving other guys an extra day off. Um, Lorenzen's going to eat up innings. And if he can save your bullpen, that's an even bigger plus. It's an even bigger plus. Here for the Phillies, if he can get, you know, that extra, uh, you know, extra couple of innings that we haven't seen as much from from uh, Phillies pitching, we don't see as much often in, in today's game of baseball. So, Michael Lorenzen, his second start, first start, you know, came against Miami, so two straight division foes he gets to face uh, in his career with the Phils. But yeah, I mean, 
He looked great in that last start. Um, fastballs working well. Breaking balls were working well. And, you know, he was getting them over for strikes. And, you know, he seemed real comfortable with JT behind the dish. And, yeah, I, he, he does look like Matt Strom a little bit. He does. <laughs> he looks like Matt Strom a little bit. Uh, it could be They could be twins. They could be doppelgangers, whatever. But, yeah, I, I'm excited to see him pitch. Another victory the Phillies should have, right? I mean, you know, Mackenzie Gore still a young pitcher. They were able to get to him the first time they faced him this season. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. Michael Lorenzen eight innings again. I mean, that is as the extra day off. Um, and you know, I, I, I like his attitude, what he brings. I mean, it's the only time he's going eight innings this season. First start with the Phillies. That's a, that's a sign of good things to come, in my estimation. It really is. So Michael Lorenzen, the newest Philadelphia Philly. Um, we'll get the start on, I believe, Thursday. I know Wednesday. I'm, I'm totally wrong. I think I said Wednesday. Yeah, so Wednesday he'll get that start. We'll get the start on Wednesday in the third game of the series. Um, and then in the finale, Patrick Corbin versus Aaron Nola. I'll start with Corbin, and I'll get to Mr. Nola in just a second. But Corbin on the year, not great. 7-11 uh, record, 5.03 ERA in 23 games started. 89 strikeouts on the year, 1.50 whip. And in his last start against the Cincinnati Reds, went six and a third, gave up four hits, three earned, three dingers, had two strikeouts and a walk um, as well. Didn't have the best month of July at a 5.83 ERA, two and two. So it was, it was very up and down. Corbin's been up and down on the season. Uh, the Phillies... They have not faced him this year uh, yet. They faced him, obviously, in the past. Haven't faced him this year. But i got to get to more important things. i got to get to Mr. Aaron Nola, who's 9-8 with a 4.58 ERA on the season. <sighs> he's just... I don't even know... I, he's been fine. I don't think he's been awful. I mean, he wasn't great in Kansas City. Like, he's had good starts. He just... He's been, I mean, he's really been, I guess, their worst pitcher, right? I mean, Walker's been better since the start of the season. Rangers coming around uh, again. Wheeler's been good. Um, Lorenzen in his one start's been good. Christopher Sanchez has been good. I mean, no, I don't know where you place Noah. Like, how much trust do you have in him right now? Um, he's given up a ton of home runs. We, we know that. Um, in, his, in his start on Friday against Kansas City, Five and a third, five earned, two homers, eight Ks. Start before that against Pittsburgh, four and two thirds was really bad. Maybe we need to give him a standing ovation. I suggested that on Twitter. I did. I did. I mean, you know, Trey Turner's been struggling. Um, the worst he's been in his career. Nola, Nola's struggling too. And I heard some boos. Like I heard some boos when he came out of the game. In the same game, they were, the, the uh, us as fans were giving Trey Turner. He's standing. Oh, we're booing Aaron Nola. There were some boos. I it wasn't. It wasn't gigantic. It wasn't huge, but there were some boos. And maybe this guy needs a standing O. I don't know, um, because Nola, he really, he's just he hasn't been that ace-like pitcher this season. He just hasn't. He's he's leaving balls over the plate, missing the zone. I, I don't know. I, I hope it's still not the pitch clock, right? It can't be. Like you're. You're, we're into August now. It's almost been a full season, it feels like. We're more than halfway through. We're three-quarters of the way through. You got to get over it if it's pitch clock, Aaron. You got to get over it. I get I get it's an adjustment. I would hate it. If I were playing right now and I were a pitcher, I'd hate the pitch clock too. I hate not being able to take my time, 
getting the hitter's head a little bit, getting the runner's head a little bit. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But it, it's the cards you're dealt right now, and you have to adapt. You have to make adjustments. I hope it's not the pitch clock still. I really don't. Um, because that was really a lot of the blame in the beginning of the season um, for poor poor performance. Um, you know, giving up two home runs against the Kansas City Royals. Come on, man. Come on. I, five earned. I mean, Phillies probably should have won that game, too. They probably should have swept the Kansas City Royals at this point. That's how good the Phillies are. But Nola, is it maybe a lot of innings last year? It's carried over. Because, um, you know, we know he was gassed by, by the World Series. I mean, he was gassed. So and maybe that's it. I, I don't know what it is. Um, he's definitely lost some money heading into free agency. That's for sure. He's looked like a middle-of-the-road starter. I mean, that's what he's looked like. And, you know, it stinks because I know he's got ace stuff in there. I know he's got ace stuff. He can become an ace. Like, he... Like if he just turned it on, he could be he could be an ace. He really could be. And you know he was fourth in Cy Young voting last year. That's ace level type stuff right there. Um, it, it's not. It has not been the same type of year though. It just hasn't. He hasn't been an ace this year. He hasn't. And you know Tom Kelly. I know he calls him a fake ace. I, he's just had a down year. I think he's been a he's a great number two with ace like stuff. I wouldn't call him a fake ace. He just this is just it's just been a down year and maybe the workload the pitch clock it's 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 messed with him a little bit I don't know um you know he deserves to be criticized for sure I mean he had he struggled the the comments on the pitch clock have been you know a little annoying but he's he's got to come out and you know August September he's getting that extra day now with Lorenzo in the six man rotation no excuse now. He's better on on when he has more rest. When he doesn't, when he's on four days rest or like five days rest, six days rest. Like he he's a better pitcher when he has more rest. The numbers show it. So we'll we'll see what happens with Nola in, in the final game of this series. That'll be on Thursday night, and then after that, the the Twins will come to town over the weekend on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But you gotta you gotta play the this series against the Nationals first. Uh, should sweep them. That's my prediction. I said last week that they, they should take three or four from the Marlins. They did this week. I'm saying you need a sweep against the Washington Nationals. And also, I gotta, I gotta address. I think I said the the Marlins, and I want to apologize. I told bad job by me. Just bad job by me. I think I was. I think the coffee was wearing off a little bit. I worked the morning show when I after then I recorded the show after. I I think the coffee was worn off. I think I said the Marlins were coming to Citizens Bank Park. They were on the road. I, I sit there. I, I'm watching the game. I'm like, I think I botched that. Totally. Totally botched it. But, hey, they got three of four on the road against Miami. The, the Nationals are coming to Citizens Bank Park this week. So I got that right. I'm, I'm checking my notes right now. It's correct. I didn't misspeak this time. That is correct. The Nationals are coming to CVP. The Phillies will be home for their next Four games with the Nats, and then they will also be home against the Twins um, this coming oh, weekend, Friday, Saturday, and host. Sunday. Before and just a couple of more news and notes right. to get to. When I we get revisit back, more for uh, you right here. Mark heading to the 10-day injured list with a left knee contusion. Weston Wilson coming up from Lehigh Valley. He will take his roster spot as for right now. He's going to be wearing number 37, Mr. Weston Wilson is. Um... You know, career minor leaguer, uh, 20 years of age, uh, coming up to the Philadelphia Phillies, has spent the last couple of seasons in AAA, three straight years in AAA. Back in 2019 was the last time he was in AA. Um, and he started his career 
in the Milwaukee Brewers organization, uh, now in, in the Phillies organi- organization uh, as of now. And listen, he was signed in, in 2023 to a minor league contract uh, this past year. And he's produced. He's done a really nice job uh, in, in AAA for the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Um, and, you know, it's it's why he got the call up. I mean, he's been a career minor leaguer, um, has played really well this season. So he gets the shot. He gets the shot to come up. And, you know, if he gets an opportunity, he gets an opportunity. You know, down in Lehigh Valley on the year, 94 total hits, 67 runs scored. And he has 25 home runs, 16 doubles. So, I mean, he's been producing 69 RBIs as well. Has walked 56 times too. So, yeah, I mean, he's really earned it. Batting 260, 361 on base, 524 slugging percentage, and 885 OPS as well. So, listen, you're going to give Weston Wilson a shot. Um, You know, good for him, man. Um, Obviously, Johan Rojas is going to get a majority of the playing time. But um, you, you can stick Weston in, in left. You can stick him in right if you need to. Um, I'd assume he probably play left field majority of the time uh, when, when he does get a chance, if he does get in and, and start. Only a couple weeks here. Only a couple weeks you're going to see probably Weston Wilson in a Phillies uniform, and then they'll probably send him back down. Um, but listen, he he's a guy that you have to have to acknowledge it. He's made it to the majors now. The Phillies might use him a little bit, and this is going to be reality for Phillies fans for the next couple of weeks with Marsh being out. And, you know, it stinks to lose Marsh. It stinks to lose Brandon Marsh. The guy's been unbelievable. He's 25 years old. Uh, his second season with the Phillies, first full season with the Phillies. Batting 281, 367 OBP, 460 slugging percentage, 827 OPS. He's been really good for the Phillies. He's a great clubhouse guy. He knows he knows the city well. He connects with the city. Um, so it's a tough loss. It, it definitely is. Um, you want his glove out in left field. I like it better in left field than I really do in center field, to be honest. Um, but you know, this is this is gonna be a tough loss for the Phillies. It, it, it's a great thing that it wasn't worse. Thank goodness it wasn't worse. It wasn't anything serious. The MRI showed nothing of you know damage in in his knee just a contusion, um, and, you know, it just shows how hard the guy plays. I mean, he's going out there, running into walls. He'll do anything, and, you know, he's just that scrappy type of player, and, you know, seeing Brandon Marsh go on the ILL, uh, it stinks. It's a stinger, but I also have to mention that, you know, they bring up Weston Wilson. What's this mean for Scott Kingery? Kingery's had a pretty good year. Plays play pretty much anywhere it feels like um and he's still down in the minor leagues on the season 265 batting average 339 on base percentage 791 OPS 82 base hits 13 homers and 40 RBIs I mean Scotty Scotty Jetpacks has had a pretty good season down in Lehigh Valley didn't get the call up this time unfortunately unfortunately did not get the call up it makes me wonder a little bit you know, is Scott Kingery feeling some type of way? Is he? I don't know. It's just a thought. I saw the name Weston Wilson. I was like, huh. You know, I thought I read Scott Kingery was having a pretty good year down in Lehigh Valley. Thought he was. Haven't followed it, you know, to a T closely that but I'd heard he'd been playing pretty well down there 
for the Iron Pigs. Um, just looking at his numbers in his last couple of games here in the month of August, hasn't been great, but he has a base hit in four out of the last five games. I take it with what you will. Month of July, batted 233. Um, month of June, batted 343. So he's, he's cooled off. He's cooled off a little bit. Uh, month of August, batting 214 as of right now. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Does Scott does Scotty Jetpacks get another shot in the majors with the Phils? I thought this year might have been the case. I did. I thought this year could have been the case. And I thought, hey, Brandon Marsh going down, who are they going to bring up? Because they're going to bring someone up. They didn't make a. They really didn't make a significant move or anything um, at the trade deadline, other than really Lorenzen. I was like, maybe they bring up Scotty. No, they bring up Weston Wilson, which is fine. He's had a good year. He's ha- has had a really good year. He's shown a little bit of power as well. Um, so I don't. I don't hate the move bring Weston Wilson up, but it made me wonder. Like it, it. It really did. It made me wonder a little bit. Like, hey, is this is. Is, is Scotty Jetpack's going to ever get up to the majors? Is he ever going to get back in with the Phillies? And this was this time was not the case. It, it was not the case. Um, this go around, you know, injury to to Marsh. I all right, I it's fine, it's fine. I we'll see how Wilson does um, on the year. You know, I, I gave you his numbers. Month of August hasn't been so great to him, but he had a good month of July. Two seventy two batting average there. Two eighty four in June. So he's been consistent. Um, his last couple of games, uh, it's been okay. Three hits in the month of August right now. All right. We'll see what we get from him. I, I don't think he's going to play too much because I think you're going to see mainly Johan Rojas and, and Rojas has been good, man. Rojas has been good. Uh, the month of July came up, uh, July 15th, batted 346. It was on that double header day. Um, and you know, he had the big second game, didn't get a base in the first game, but in that second game it was really, his, was his coming out party on that day. Um, you know, he went three for four that day and had a couple of RBIs. And he's come through in some big spots and big moments. Had a little trouble hitting the curveball and some breaking pitches. Saw Granke give him a couple of curveballs today. He had trouble hitting. But he's come from double A, about at 346. The month of July, 294 so far this month uh, in the series against Miami and Kansas City. So, listen, the kid's going to get an opportunity. And I really like Johan Rojas, man. I do. I'm a big fan of Johan Rojas. I think he can be a really significant player for this team and be and contribute in, in a significant way. Um, so we're going to see a lot of Johan Rojas in center in the next couple of weeks. Um, and I hope he contributes. I really do. And I think he will. I, I think he's going to come up with some big base hits. I think he's going to have a good, a, a good couple of weeks here as he gets the start in center field. He's fit right in the club nicely. He's going to be towards the bottom of the order, a little less pressure there. I, I like what I'm going to see out of Johan Rojas. Not going to give you a ton of power, but the glove in center field, yeah, that's what I'm really going to love. The guy covers so much ground, so much ground out in the center field. Um, I think he's a better defensive center fielder than Brandon Marsh, in my estimation. That's I, it's just my opinion. Um, I think many people would agree with me on that. But, yeah, I, I'm excited to see Rojas. I think, you know, we're going to see maybe some growing pains with the bat, but I mean, he's coming out with in, in some big spots here, and he's gotten some base hits. Uh, had a hit in every game against Kansas City. Um, had two hits on on Sunday. Um, so yeah, I, I I like giving the kid a shot, man. And and I thought it was a little crazy at first. I was like, oh wow, they called Rojas up from from Double A, and he's gonna he's gonna get some you know big opportunities here. 
And now he really has a big opportunity. He's going to be starting. So I'm excited to give him the at-bats that he needs. Excited to see what Johan Rojas can do at such a young age at, at you know, being that prospect, age 22. Um, I It's going to be fun to, to watch Rojas out in center field. I think we're going to see some web gems. We saw the web gems when he first came up. It's going to be fun to see Rojas for sure, no doubt about it. All right, before we get going in the next break, and you know we have who's next and our minor league segment, segment coming up, I have to I have to mention the story of Bryce Harper, man. I, he, a seven year old boy named Caleb. Uh, Saturday night's game it was photo night. Um, I actually missed that. It was we were a little late um, getting to the game and the ballpark. I went as a fan. It was great. Didn't didn't get to go down and do all that. But um, the seven year old boy got separated, uh, I guess, from his guardians, and you know. Bryce Harper goes and sits down with him. The video kind of went viral. Um, and uh, Harper's sitting there with the young kid and he's, you know, trying to figure out like, hey, where, where, where's his, where his guardians? And, you know, he eventually reunited him with their grandmother and brothers, uh, this, this young guy. But I just thought it was a cool story to see Harper, man. I mean, he really gets it. Uh, he said it after the game with Scott in L.A., I mean, about the fans and everything. The guy just understands the city of Philadelphia and, you know, wants to be here. He even mentioned, um, you know, he wanted to start his career here. He wished he started his career here. I'm just paraphrasing at, at this point. But, uh, gosh, aren't we lucky as Philadelphia fans to have Bryce Harper? Aren't we freaking lucky? I mean, we should be so grateful to have this guy that he chose here. He wants to be here, and he's producing. The guy gives us all. Um and just to see that, like him connecting with the fans, trying to reunite uh, a young guy, you know, a young little boy, trying to find his grandmother and his brothers. Just awesome stuff, man. Just awesome stuff. And we are extremely lucky as Philadelphia fans, as Phillies fans, to have Bryce Harper here in Philadelphia in Red Pinstripe. All right, we're back. To take a quick Kalanick step off and we come back. Who's next? Host. Who's going to be And, you know, we have to do our final segment. We do it every segment. That's coming up right here. Show who's next. Looking down on the farm, looking at who's next for the Philadelphia Phillies, looking at some prospects, uh, who's had a big week, who's coming up, etc. We already talked about Weston Wilson, but I want to talk about someone else. And kind of a lower uh, level right now, single A affiliate, low A, uh, Clearwater Threshers. One of the Phillies' top prospects, the number three prospect in the system, according to MLB.com, Justin Crawford. I, I got to mention him this week because um, the guy, former first-round pick for the Phillies in 2022, last year, guy's been on a tear, batting 333 this year, 389 OBP, OPS of 849, 54 ribbies, 87 hits, two homers, 38 stolen bases as well. Um, he's been on eight. Air the last couple of games. Last couple of games in Clearwater, he has been ridiculous. Uh, August 1st, went 3-4 for four in that game. Three RBIs, uh, a walk as well. Next game has uh, goes 2-4, for four, a double in that game. Two RBIs, a walk as well. Next game goes hitless, but on August 5th, August 5th, my goodness, guy went 3-6. for six. Scored a run, also hit a home run, which was a monster grand slam, 363 feet. Uh, five RBIs in that game, mainly having to do with the grand slam um, and, in in victory for the Clearwater Threshers. Man, oh man, is he having a season? Uh, the guy's just been hitting the the, the 
the tear off the baseball. I mean, he's just been unbelievable. The guy overall, um, month of May, great. 338 bad average, or excuse me, 351 batting average that month. 344 in June, 269 in July. And now this month he's batting 444 in just four games. But my goodness, the guy is showing why he was a first-round pick. This is a potential five-tool type player, especially as he matures, especially as he grows older. Who knows? The guy could be here sooner than we think. 19 years of age right now. All right? All right? It's, it's where we're at. That's where, where we're at right now. Son of Carl Crawford. Um, got really good speed. I mean, I mentioned mentioned stolen bases, 38 uh, this season. Guy's got a lot of speed. Guy's got a great glove as well. Great glove. Covers a lot of ground in center field. I know Rojas is out there. I know you have Brandon Marsh. We're looking ahead, people. We're looking ahead. He's still in single A. Still got some time to grow. Still got some time to develop. And I think the Phillies want to leave him down there for a little while to let him develop. Okay? But got a great glove. Got a really good glove. Can cover a lot of ground for the Phillies. Has a lot of speed. Can steal bases. Um, he's really hitting the ball well. Doesn't have a ton of power. He's not shown off the power. Um, and, and the Phillies kind of knew that. You kind of knew that when they drafted him. Doesn't have a ton of power. But man, oh man, he's been hitting the baseball and he's been hitting it well, making a lot of contact, has been consistent throughout this season. But, you know, I saw he hit a grand slam and, you know, I had I had to let you know. I had to let you guys as the audience know that the guy is tearing it up down in single eye Clearwater for all you that don't pay attention to the Clearwater Thrashers like my nerd self does. But that's going to do it for me right here on Philly's Full Count. Thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll see you next time right here. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.